whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Thank so, you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you for, for coming, for spending your time with me now. Uh, because I, I saw that you're playing a gig today, aren't you? We are. We are in Evansville, Indiana. So it's, you know, kind of middle of nowhere, which means it's going to be a great rock show because we haven't been in this town in a long time. So it'll be fun. But very exciting to, yes. to be finally on the stage again. Oh, absolutely. My goodness. It's uh, it's definitely our happy place. And um, we're approaching it in just this weird unconscious way that just in the back of our minds, we're just living in the moment on stage, even more so than before. So I think we're just playing every show like it's going to be stolen from us again. <laughs> You're like, okay, we're putting everything out there. Yeah, let's hope that this won't happen. Um, but are you so so you're you're excited, aren't you? Oh yes, absolutely. Every single night it's just a new thing and and the crowds have been absolutely amazing. Um it's been crazy to play out. We've been playing a lot of new songs because we just put an album out called Back from the Dead. And we've been playing a lot of these new songs for the first time. And it's crazy how many people are singing along already and There are kids with tattoos of the lines of the new songs. I'm like, whoa, guys, this is great. It's nuts. So I, I have much respect for the for the fandom. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about your upcoming tour in Europe later. But first, you, you just told us about Back from the Dead. And I want to know more about this, of course. Um, first of all, I listened to the whole album um, yesterday and I, I really, really enjoyed it because I think it's very, very refreshing to have all this, I guess, girl power in metal, which we already know you and love you for. Why do you think it needs more energy like this in your genre? Um, I think that that's, it's part of what the genre stands for. This is where we get to kind of put everything out on the table. Um, and if it does sound a little heavy, it's just because when we were writing, we didn't have a stage. We didn't have any other outlet um, to put all of that <laughs> um, frustration or anger or passion. We, you know, we couldn't lay it out on a stage somewhere. So we had to put it on the record. And um, it's funny because we didn't actually realize until after it was all done, we were listening to the masters and trying to put a sequence together, how heavy it had become. Because I don't think we were doing that on purpose. It was just, it all kind of came out. Um, but this album was very therapeutic um, for me. Uh, I kind of got to, I guess, remind myself of, of who I am because when everything was gone, I was looking at myself in the mirror and being like, wow, who am I without the stage? Who am I without touring? Who am I without my bandmates? Who am I um, without even just the idea of, forward movement. I've, I've been in this band since I was 13 years old. So it's very much a part of me. <laughs> um, it goes beyond just being in a band. It's an extension of my personality. So through writing this song, I got to kind of tap myself on the shoulder and be like, Hey, you still got this. Don't worry. You know, just basically right through it. So, um, it was such a relief to get it done and it's even more relief to get it out there and to be playing it out live. So yeah, we're really proud of it. 
So I noticed that not only um, the song Back From The Dead is a lot harder, but um, the whole album in parts, I think, was a little harder than um, what we're used to from you. And I liked it really much because I had the feeling that you were more experimental with your voice. Um, in which way did this help expressing what you were feeling at that time? I think as far as vocally, I went in there, I spent a lot of the time um, that we had at home uh, training again, just in vocally. And I, I've, um, you know, for years I've, I've been my own trainer and I get a little nerdy about it. And so what I wanted to do was really push the envelope in both ends. Like, whereas, okay, in one song, I'm going to be going to the extreme. Um, I've been working on my screams and just that gutter stuff that I end up doing up really high. But then in the same way with, I needed to have that juxtaposition of then having a few songs like terrible things or raise your horns where I'm very quiet or very soulful and not screaming my head off. So just to get those two, maybe it was selfish on my part <laughs> because as a, as a singer, um, I want to show both of those sides of me. And on this album, it kind of felt like a Hail Mary. Like if we're going to make an album and we're going to release this after all of this time with nothing, um, I, I have to show all of those sides of me and I have to put everything out there. And, um, and so I'm, I'm really proud of it and everything holds up just so everybody knows, um, what I do doesn't hurt <laughs> and it's, it's very safe. Um, and, but, but I like, I like the danger of that. And maybe that's, you know, part of what your last question was, you know, about how we need more of that with, uh, with women in rock. I mean, I think that we, as, as much as I believe that this genre is truly genderless, you know, I, it's, it's, it, there's room for both sides of the coin. There's something different about, a woman's passion and our thought process and the reason why we love this heavy music and how we use it. So, um, I don't know, I guess. So what would you say is your reason, um, why you like the heavy music? Um, you know, because I can be this person that I am, I can kind of turn myself inside out at any time that I listen to heavy music. Um, anytime that I play heavy music, um, I inherently become the person that I really want to be, the person that I am inside that maybe in, in a lot of ways in the outside world, I, I don't do, you know, just kind of the way I am. And um, I, I, can, I consider myself a reformed introvert because when I was a child, I was a very shy child. Um, in fact, my mom just told me this story about how when I was in kindergarten, and I don't remember this, but Apparently they were trying to teach all of the kids how to yell for the firemen. If there's a fire and if you're stuck somewhere, you have to be loud and yell for the firemen so they know that you're there. And apparently I wouldn't do it. Um, and my mom had to be called and said, basically informed of that and said, you have to teach your kid how to be loud, which is ironic because my mom was laughing about it. She's like, well, you kind of make your living yelling now. So, so I've, come out of that obviously but I cite this music for helping me do it um even when we first started the band uh I was having trouble looking at anybody um I wouldn't necessarily put myself into social situations and so through this heavy music 
I was able to just kind of like unzip. And like I said, turn myself inside out and just be exactly who I want to be. Um, regardless of maybe like outside anxiety, I could just kind of throw all, all that away. So, um, I think that's still the reason why I choose to listen and to be in this hard rock scene. Yeah, and I think we were all in this crazy situation where you said you could finally be who you wanted to be with your music. And then we were like in, in COVID where nobody could really do what they wanted to do. <laughs> and that's when you actually started writing your songs for Back From The Dead, didn't you? Uh, absolutely. Um, I kind of had to kick myself in the butt and because I went through a kind of a dark time with that because, uh, you know, going through somewhat of, like I said, just kind of an identity crisis, and not knowing what the future holds and having all of these things that I use, you know, as, as weapons in my arsenal to combat that sadness or that darkness or the depression or the anxiety or the panic attacks and all of that stuff that I, you know, inherently have, have had bouts with my whole, my whole life, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, I don't have any of those things to use. So the only thing that I could do was sit down and write about it. And it was, um, it was very freeing to be able to still have that. Um, I'm very lucky, uh, to have had that, that one thing <laughs> that I could just sit down every day and be like, all right, whatever you're feeling, I, I ended up committing to like four pages of gibberish of just like, I'm just going to write out all these things that are in my head. And then once I had all of the puzzle pieces together, you know, whereas all, all these little thoughts and titles and things, I could start kind of putting that puzzle together and starting to see kind of the big picture and almost really it just kind of gave myself a mission again. Um, because as you know, idle hands, <laughs> I can get into trouble. So <laughs> I had, I had to do something about it and, uh, ended up writing this album and, and it came together beautifully, but it was a long process. Um, even songs like back from the dead, Uh, started with with a couple different titles. One was It's Alive and, uh, you know, a couple different songs that I had written around that subject, trying to put that puzzle together, trying to fit those pieces together. And then when it finally came together and it was like Back from the Dead and uh, one of our producers, I, I looked at, uh, you know, Scott Stevens, who you know, I did quite a bit of, you know, putting the puzzle together with. And, um, and I looked at him and was like, oh my gosh, that's so like, exactly what I want to say if we ever get back on stage is that I'm back and you know and I didn't hell couldn't hold me down and um so it's really beautiful to be playing especially with that song on stage and just seeing everybody take it as their own personal anthem because I guess what I realized too is that all of the things that I was feeling I was not alone in any of those feelings all of these people that are now listening to this song are telling me their stories about how they felt and like, well, I felt that way too. And it's just kind of this beautiful um, display of, of that we're not alone in any of those things. And, and we have that unity together. So you could say that the album Back From The Dead is exactly what it's called. Like, exactly. You're assigned to say we're back. Yes, very much so. And I get to say that every night. And as there's a breakdown um, in that song where I'm just doing you know, Back from the Dead Alive and I'm, I'm raising my horns and you just see the entire place just erupt and sing it along with me. And you see all of these people's faces and you know that they are so happy to be back, too. So it's just this beautiful display of togetherness. Right. Um, what would you say? What's your favorite song from Beck? from the dead 
Oh my goodness, that's such a difficult question. If you can do so much um, Yes, I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean, uh, my redemption kind of had to be written. Um, I had made some mistakes, uh, you know, in in my life during that time, and that I deemed I'm a little hard on myself. I I every time that I make some type of a mistake or an imperfect or um, you know, I do something that I deem unforgivable. It, I have a hard time forgiving myself. So that, that song therapeutically needed to be written. That's one of my favorites. I love wicked ways just because it's relentless. Um, also, uh, I love the, the ballads too. We have a, a song that ends the album called raise your horns. Uh, that's just vocal and piano. And I remember during uh, lockdown kind of having this idea. I was out on my back porch <laughs> and uh, and and I ended up FaceTiming our bandmates because we would have these like FaceTime dates because we couldn't see each other. And I told him, like, I have this idea called Raise Your Horns, but there's not going to be any drums and no guitar. I just want it to be uh, what that phrase truly means to me, which is, you know, we, to exalt oneself, this is um, not only about mental health, but it's about survival and it's about unity. And um, I really wanted to, to display that in that songs. And um, every time that I play that, I've been playing that a lot on this tour. Um, I don't even have to say anything. I just go into the first chorus and the entire place raises their horns. And it just makes me so emotional every single time. Actually, to be honest, there is an emotional moment um, on the album and you, I can hear it in, in my voice. And I remember saying to our producer, I'm like, oh, I should do that one again, you know, because you can hear me getting a little choked up and, and both our producers like, no, 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 we have to keep that because that's the passion. That's the emotion. That's the real stuff. So, um, so I'm really proud of that one too. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about raise your horns and terrible things because they obviously stand out in the album. Um, in which way can these, let's say softer songs be even more powerful than the harder ones? Well, I think there's something beautiful about, about a good ballad because it's almost like the lyrics come first. So everybody's automatically, you're able to hear what I'm saying. Um, you're, it's a different platform to get what you're trying to get across with, with terrible things. That's a, that's definitely one of the more adult songs that, that we've, that we've written because it started out um, actually as I am terrible things. Um, and uh, I was, you know, writing this with, uh, with Scott Stevens, one of our producers. And, you know, we just had this discussion, like, I can't, say all these disparaging things about myself. I, this is not a depressive record. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm alluding to the depression, but there has to be hope. And so ended up rewriting the entire thing to, I see terrible things. And it became this, this really this view of the world um, that we live in. And, you know, we're seeing war for, for nonsensical reasons. And we're seeing, you know, um, especially here in the States, our society taking these huge steps backward in evolution and progress. And, uh, we're seeing, you know, our rights as women, you know, being, being stolen from us. And, um, and I'm like, Jesus, it's 2022, you know, I mean, can we please just be better humans and all this hate for hate's sake and, and the, the internet, you know, just plaguing everybody. And, and I had to kind of write a song about how to maintain that faith in humanity, because for me, I have to believe that we are inherently good and that we can get better and that we can, you know, even these fundamental truths, love 
one another, be kind to each other. Um, you know, as far as we know, we only get one trip around this ride. So why are we still fighting over these petty things that don't actually matter? So, you know, this was just my way of expressing that. And then again, you know, I, ha I have to believe that we can be good and that we are not these terrible things, because if I lose that faith, then what the hell am I here for? You know? So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And then, and with Raise Your Forms, that had been a long time coming because I had, um, I had inadvertently started a campaign for mental health called Raise, Raise Your Horns years ago uh, when my friend Jill Janice of Huntress took her life. And I just felt so helpless about it and um, ended up just kind of putting this project out there and basically told everyone to take a picture of themselves, raising their horns, hashtag raise your horns if you have been touched by mental health or if you know someone who has. And it just kind of took on a life of its own. And um, Again, this is I there's not a whole lot of things that I can do to make the world a better place, um, but I can write about it and hopefully put out these these messages in my songs that maybe maybe help people think about their life in a different way and maybe, you know, lift them up when they're feeling that way, you know, when they're in their dark spots. So, yeah. <laughs> It's not exactly a, a dark song I want to talk about now because um, it's another song that stood out to me because I enjoyed it very much personally. And it's a strange girl. And uh, we we just talked about uh, like, you know, girl power and um, how you said um, how women's rights are taken away from from especially women in the US right now. Um, But for me, Strange Girl was kind of, mm, let's say, an anthem for for every girl who who doesn't fit into the stereotypical role she would need to fit in. And I guess if you if you sing this song, you count yourself as part of this group. Um, or Absolutely. why would you say that it's good to be the Strange Girl? It is uh, part of the reason for the phrase, the world needs strange girls just like me is because I, I believe that um, as women, we, we don't move forward by being safe and we don't move forward by fitting in. We move forward by, by being dangerous and we move forward by owning and exalting our weirdness and the things that make us stand out. Um, this song it just in the past couple of weeks has taken on a life of its own because um, it was, it was inspired directly by a conversation I had with a young fan. She was having a hard time um, being accepted, you know, even by her own family for who she is. And I wanted to, I kind of took that conversation into a writing session and just said, Hey, you know, we need to write this song for this little girl so that she can, you know, she's 15 years old. And um, she needs to know that not only is it okay to, to, be different and, and be your truest self, but I'm here with you. I'm, I, I discovered that I was different from all of my other girl peers when I was 11 and I was trying to introduce them to Alice Cooper <laughs> and, and uh, granted this was in 96, you know, and, and so there was a lot of Backstreet Boys and, and TLC and, and, uh, you know, nobody was listening to Alice Cooper, but I, I understood that even just with my taste in music, I was different, but, you know, I dressed differently. And, and what I, I think I want girls to know through this song is that when you, 
when you own those things that make you different and you accentuate those things and you accept those things about yourself, it becomes your superpower because as women, it's, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't pay to fit in. You have to stand out. You have to be a spearhead. You have to carve out your own path um, because there is only one you. And, uh, and so I, I just, I love the fact that we are, and we're playing that out live right now. And you see all, all of these girls with literal signs. Yeah, I'm a strange girl, just like you. And so it's just a beautiful thing to be able to write something um, and then go out on stage and just see what it means to every single other person. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, as, as a girl, I think it's also important to accentuate the fact that I'm a girl and I've had to, it's just a fact. Um, I've had to work twice or four times as hard as any of the boys um, in order to be where I am. Um, But I wear that as a badge of honor. And so I hope, I hope that anybody listening to that song, you know, gets to wear that as their badge of honor as well. Well, <laughs> when you were recording your songs, because it was like in the beginning or in the middle of COVID, um, did you imagine your your audience listening to these songs by themselves at home? Or did you always have like this thought in mind that you are going to play these live? Because I think every song would work perfectly live. You know, in my head while we were um, recording it, and I just think I couldn't help myself, but I was more or less trying to recreate the stage in my mind. Um, and even while I was recording the vocals, I was kind of had my eyes closed and just kind of putting myself front and center in front of people um, because I wanted to almost imagine where those moments were going to happen. And then after we finished the album, before we even played any of the songs live, I was telling the guys, I'm like, I wonder if I was right. I wonder if all of these moments were going to happen um, live. And I'm glad to say, yes, I was indeed right. I was, yeah, <laughs> all of those things happen. That's kind of a beautiful thing. That's, that's something that I don't think has ever happened with, with a record with us where we can kind of almost see it before it becomes reality. Um, now, after we released the album that first day, I did spend a lot of time thinking about all of these people that were listening to it at, in their homes and, and how that was going to go. And, um, and I think the song is both sides of that. It is both um, an intimate experience Uh, that you can listen to just in your headphones in your room. Um, but then also, yes, <laughs> I, I, I have proof that <laughs> they're definitely working live. Um, so, uh, so it's, it's really nice to see both sides of that thing. Yeah. And you will, you will see how well it will work in Europe because you will support yes. Alter Bridge on the two in Europe and you will yes. finally be able to visit Germany again. Um, what is your fondest memory of your last tour in Germany in 2019? Oh my goodness. Um, so the guys and I like to get lost in every city that we visit in Germany because we love Germany so much. And um, yeah, and it's very it's very easy to get lost in in the streets here. Yes, absolutely. Um, but we like that because we end up stumbling in somewhere, either you know in a bar or getting something to eat, or even on the street, and we end up meeting um, just the local people. You know, some people are coming to the show, some people don't even know we're a band, and we become kind of instant friends. And that happened a lot on that last tour in Germany because we kind of put ourselves out there, and so it just became one big rolling party. <laughs> um, And, and the, the beautiful thing about 
German rock fans is that there is such passion for this music. And I feel like it's going to be a different energy now, even more so because even before um, everything shut down, um, we could always count on the German fans to, to be on 11. Like there is no half-assing anything. Nobody's just standing there. Everybody wants to be involved um, in the show. And so I feel like I'm, I'm about to get my mind blown <laughs> the next time that we come to Germany, because I feel like it's just going to be so much more than even what I remember it being. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing all of those things again. And when we talk about your tour with Alter Bridge, what can we expect from you on the stage? Like, will you present mostly new songs or will we get to hear your classics as well? Do you have a plan already? Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that we pride ourselves in, especially when we come to Europe, because we usually get um, a lot of our fan base coming to uh, eight shows in a row. So we'll end up switching the setup every night. Um, we want to play a, a good blend of all the things that people already know. But by the time we get to Europe, um, the album is going to be out for you know a decent amount of time. So we definitely want to experiment with all of the new songs <laughs> in some capacity in our set. So, um, yeah, just get ready for it to be a very intense set uh, because of all of that. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're not going to abandon um, all of the 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 radio singles and the hits that or the even the deep cuts of past albums that, you know, that people love, but uh, you're definitely going to get a healthy dose of everything from back in the dead. <laughs> so, and you're going to be very busy this summer. If I have a look at your upcoming gigs, is there anything else planned for this? You're like maybe writing one or two songs between concerts or... Oh, definitely. Um, I, I think it's hilarious because we're out on tour right now and, um, and I've already begun writing new songs, even though we just oh, released right. records. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just something I like to do, but, uh, but I, I feel like anytime that you kind of are feeling anything, whether it's this excitement or, you know, or frustration or whatever it is, or even just to sit down and, try to create something out of nothing. Um, that's always enjoyable for me. So yeah, I mean, who knows, uh, we might put out a couple EPs, you know, in between things. Um, we definitely want to do another cover EP because we've been getting so many requests for that. Um, we have a graphic novel that's coming out, um, called Hyde Manor and it's being, uh, written as we speak. And so it's going to be, you know, obviously a graphic novel, so it's illustrated and it's, a, it's a, a fictional story but all of us are the characters. And uh, I just got to read the first chapter a couple days ago and I was like reading it like a ghost story. It was like, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I can't wait for everyone to see that. Um, Sounds well, very exciting. I know, I know. We've always wanted to do something like that. And so finally, you know, we got hooked up with the right people and, and, um, and it's just, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to release. Um, what else? Um, I'm releasing a new signature Gibson guitar, uh, this year. Um, it's a, it's an Explorer bird, which is an Explorer, but with a, uh, Firebird headstock and got seventies pickups in it. And it's a beautiful fretboard. And it's like, I've been playing it out live and, um, and so we're going to be releasing that. And yeah, like you said, just being busy touring, we're going out in the States on our next tour with, uh, with the pretty reckless and the warning and Lilith czar. So it's going to be all girls all the time. And we're just going to, you know, 
own the stage the way we always do. And yeah, I'll get to play with my friends and yeah. And then we head on over to Europe and I'm just, I'm just so excited to finally be in Europe because we were going to be doing uh, an evening with tour in Europe um, but a few months ago and then that didn't work out. So fingers crossed that all of this will work out and we'll finally be able to see all of our friends overseas again. Yes, hopefully. Um, you you just said um, it's going to be all girls on your US tour. And that's perfect for my final question, um, because you play a very important role for any young woman that wants to make music, especially in hard rock and metal. And I think it's very important that women support each other. So do you have any recommendations for our listeners who want to enjoy more girl power? Oh, my goodness. Uh, one of my favorite Uh, up and coming bands. They've actually been a band for a long time, but they're just now breaking into the festival scene. Um, it's a trio of uh, all women uh, from Nashville and they're called the Dead Deads. And their music is both, it's, it's metal, it's hard rock. It's got this 90s pop resurgence to it as well. And they just kind of do whatever they want. And there's time signature changes and um, beautiful messages. And their their lead singer, uh, Tish Wolf, is one of my best friends. And uh, she's just an amazing songwriter. And, uh, and yeah, her lyrics are always unique. There's nothing stereotypical about that band. I, I love the Dead Dead so much. Um, so check those girls out. Um, you know, and I also, I mean, the, some of the ladies that, that we're taking out is Lil Czar. She's amazing. She, uh, reinvented herself, uh, over, over lockdown and is just a force to be reckoned with. And then, uh, speaking of all girl bands, uh, one of the bands we have out on tour with us, uh, next summer is called the warning and they're three sisters. They're all under 21 and they kind of got their, their, uh, their name going by doing these Metallica covers when they were young teenagers and they just slay. So it's just, I'm going, I'm looking forward to being inspired, inspired by them as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's so many of us out there and there's uh, there's Spirit Box who is out killing it right now. Um, there's uh, Chelsea Wolf, who is amazing and very goth and I love her. Um, there's just so many of us and I, I'm so proud to be on this wave right now because it was only, it was only, you know, I mean, I can think of 10 years ago where I was the only girl on the, uh, on the bill. I was the only girl on stage. And now I'm just surrounded by my sisters and scream and it's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and yeah, just to, you know, there's, there's never any competition. We all support and lift each other up. It's very important to all of us to do that. And it's important for us to stand up there and literally be an example for any young girl who, regardless of whether you want to be a musician, but just carve out your own path because we didn't give up. We're still fighting it. We're building our empire. And so because we can, so can you. That's awesome. So <laughs> I, I, I'm totally going to make sure to check them out later. Lizzie, thank you so much for your time and have you fun so at your welcome. game tonight. Well, thank you. You are delightful as always. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. It was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts. 